Hello, all of you Bulletproof Marketer fans out there. It's your host, Christopher Tompkins, and you are listening to one of our classic BPM episodes. So I hope you enjoy. everybody and welcome to the Social Marketing Academy. I am your host, Christopher Tompkins. Uh, we have a fantastic show today. We are going to talk about a lot about the ins and outs of media relations with my friend and expert, Patrick Farrell. Um, Patrick's amazing. He has a wonderful agency and he has some really wonderful insight to share based off of your questions. So I'll tell you a little bit more about Patrick in just a minute or so. Uh, but again, just wanted to let you just reintroduce you to the Social Marketing Academy. We come to you live once a week, every Thursday evenings, and we have our live feed with the video, which you can see me right now waving at you. And you can also listen to our podcast. All of the content that we have of the show is available on demand on our YouTube channel, as well as anywhere podcasts are available. All you have to do is search for the Social Marketing Academy. Boom, subscribe, you're in there. So um, I just want to tell you a little bit about how you can engage with us. What I want to do with this show is I am opening up my Rolodex, so to speak, of my, my fantastic contacts that are in lots of different disciplines and really taking their insight. I go to these people when I have questions about their subject matter. So I, and you know, after I was doing that for a while, I was thinking, why not open this up to everybody? So everyone has the same level of access that I do. So we are opening up the floor to questions that we have all the time. So if there's any questions that you have about um, that you'd like to have answered by one of my, um, my friends in my network that are experts in a future episode of the Social Marketing Academy, please let me know. Go to our website, gosalesandmarketing.com and anywhere there, ask me a question. Click on any of our social media links in the top right-hand corner. Feel free to direct message me. A lot of you do that. Uh, and also, if you want to go through the contact form or the chat on our website, please do. Everything comes back to me. I promise. I get everything. So uh, please do ask a question. If there's a topic that you'd like to have covered, please just ask me. Uh, we had some suggestions about affiliate marketing. I have my friend Leanne on. Um, we had some questions about PR. I'm having my friend Patrick on. There's, there's so many different things that we can cover on this show. So I really do want to answer what's most important to you. So let me, before I uh, go any further talking about the show, why don't we just get started, huh? Uh, I want to tell you a little bit more about Patrick. Okay, Patrick has spent 20 years in, public, in the public relations industry, servicing an array of clients in various sectors. His strengths are, and expertise are in the areas of media relations, that's where he's a real pro, communication strategy, and delivering clients relevant and consistent results. His experience has enabled him the ability to deliver insightful industry research and identify market trends in order to create relevant story angles for clients. Um, prior to establishing Sniper Public Relations, I mean, Sniper Public Relations, can you, uh, can you forget that name? I mean, it's pretty memorable, right? Um, in 2009, Patrick was an account manager at a boutique technology public relations firm, and he supported strategic communications and media relations as the account lead for various startup clients in the consumer and technology marketplace. So he has a wealth of knowledge that he is going to be sharing on today's show. And I'm going to bring him in just a second. 
Um, you folks posed some phenomenal questions for Patrick, and I'm really excited to get up. Oh, here he is. Patrick, welcome to Social Marketing Academy. Oh, great to be here. Thank you. You are so welcome. I was just telling everybody about um, your experience in, in the industry and uh, what you've been doing as a, a media relations expert. Uh, but just kind of just to get everybody just to know you a little bit more um, casually, can you just talk a, a little bit about uh, your agency and your experience? Yeah, sure. So we started Sniper Public Relations back in 2009. And, you know, what we really saw is a niche place uh, and a niche opportunity for uh, public relations and an agency that's different. Um, essentially, what we are is a virtual agency. Um, that so meaning we have no overhead from, you know, in the location, you know, this, this whole idea of being remote is nothing new to us. <laughs> uh, we've been doing it for a while. Um, but what we do is we offer really senior level counsel at a junior level price. And so what does that mean? That What that means is a lot of times uh, you go to a large agency and you have a smaller budget and really they say, oh, you, they can't take you on because you're, you're too small. Right. Or you're going to get stuck with... Um, you know, someone with less experience because of what you, your budget entails. Well, we kind of flipped that script in that we offer senior level, uh, the lowest uh, person on our team, uh, based experience wise is 20 years. Right. And, and we're offering that at a junior level price, meaning, you know, you're not paying the upcharge that you would normally for someone at that senior level. So it's really worked out well in that we can take on these smaller budgets. We can formulate a team really of all experts in the field that you need. And it works out great. Mm -hmm. um, so day in my life, really what we do is we help clients uh, really increase their visibility in their marketplace uh, through various tools and means in order to reach their target audience, whether that be customers, whether that be investors, whether that be possible partners right. uh, down the line, you know, and depending on what their goals are, I mean, they might want to grow uh, to go public. They might want to get acquired. I mean, those are realistic goals that uh, a lot of companies have. And so we work with them and we work with their key messaging and we work with um, really uh, in order to help them tell their story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is which is the main the main goal, right? Uh, right. A lot of trying to promote a comp a brand that um, is putting their light under the bushel is uh, kind of challenging, uh, needless yes. to say the least. Uh, so, so let's let's dive in. There's some questions that people ask. You were talking about kind of like working remote and sure the wonderful year that 2020 was. Um, what a year! Uh, so, what did you say? In, in last year, what differences or what changes did you see in your industry and kind of yeah. in your, and how your clients were viewing things through your lens, so to speak? Well, it really what, you know, as we know, you know, there were a few things that definitely um, really drove the news cycle. Um, and that this is across everything. First off, we all know COVID was the thing that drove the new cycle. But beyond yeah. that, we, you know, it was, it was an election year. Mm -hmm. So it was, what's the election going to look like? What, what's it, what's going to happen with that? We all know how that turned out, but also um, things such as 
climate change, racial injustice, the economic downturn, people losing jobs. So all those things um, really were the main topics within the news. And so what we did is we talked to our clients and said, okay, where do we fit in these stories? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of them, for example, I have a client in manufacturing right, and supply chain. We all know what was going on with the supply chain. You go to the store, you didn't have toilet paper, yeah. right? <laughs> we, we knew how that was. Right. So really they were talking about the importance of supply chain and really the importance of, of, of an operational restart. What did you learn from that that you can take out of the situation to move forward to make sure it doesn't happen again? Right. And really talking about what companies can do there. Um, we had, you know, the, the Defense Act, which we know came uh, to fruition, where companies such as uh, some automotive companies who would normally make cars were making refrigerators for the COVID vaccine. Right. They were pivoting. That's mm-hmm. a great story. Uh, a lot of com- a lot of uh, companies were uh, allowing their workers to you know, work from home and really buying them what they needed from double monitors to um, giving them accessibility like if they were in the office. Mm-hmm. And I think out of that, actually, you know, a lot of companies have learned, you know what, this might be a new way of working. And, mm-hmm. and HR companies learned that, you know, we don't have to pigeonhole ourselves anymore to go by location. We now have a vast network because mm-hmm. of this new thing called remote working. So there was yeah. there were stories out of this that came everywhere. I have a really odd question. That's not a sure. odd question, but it's just something I've seen. Um, I've seen not clients of mine because they would never do this, but uh, but but just I've seen other companies do. Which is, you were talking about the big themes. You're talking about COVID, the election, yeah. um, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. and equal rights, and um, and all of the other big themes of 2020. I've seen a lot of companies try to hijack those themes in some yeah. way, shape, or form to their own benefit to promote yeah. them. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, it, it really is unfortunate. Do you, okay, what is, if a company says to you that is under under your tutelage, or at, they're at one of your clients, and they say, hey, you know what, um, we feel that we really can talk to this the Black Lives Matter movement in terms of what our our strategy, our our, our message is. How do you vet that? And how you know, in a way, like how do you see that it would be a good fit for somebody? Well, well first off, part of our job is to really put our reporter hat on. Right. 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 We what we have to be able to do is really poke holes in the story to see how um, how it will fit and how it will be seen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really for something like that, we'd have to dive into, okay, well, how, Mm -hmm. why? Right. Um, Really, are are you trying to um, grasp at straws? Are you trying to take advantage of a bad situation? How's it gonna be perceived overall? Mm -hmm. Because in the end, we want to have, you know, our best interest for our client. And, you know, if they're, if they're coming at it from a bad angle, well, that's going to affect their customers. That's going to affect, um, that's going to impact, uh, how they're being portrayed by their investors. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we want to be able to assist them and really 
steering their messaging in the right way to make sure it's not deemed in a negative light. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because it's something that we we come across um, now and again with with some of our clients that want to um, jump into trending stories. Yes, and it's it, it's kind of there's like when I when I posed the question to you, I said hijacking. Yes. Um, which is basically you're taking a story that you have nothing right. to do, you, nothing to do with, and just trying to ride on the coattails of its mm -hmm. success. And mm -hmm. trending can be looking; at, it can be the same thing. I mean, obviously, it, I, I think that it, there, there can be value in putting your nose. There, there can be value, and one of the things we specialize is being able to connect uh, current trends with our. Um, really current trends with our clients and what, what they do. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a story. This is a story from back in the day. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I was at Agency Life and this is kind of what, I, I love this story. Okay. I, I had a client that wanted to be in a, in a high tier business press publication. Mm -hmm. They were actually a, um, an economic branch of a country. And so we dug and dug and dug and dug and dug and dug through stats. Where can we, how can we do this? What can we do this and make it seem make it seem okay. And with these stats, we found out that at the time, China was the next big economy. We found out out of all the countries they were going to learn, they were going to this country to learn. Mm. And so we turned it into, well, this country was building the next boom economy. This is where they were getting educated. And that's how oh, wow. we got in. So it's a, how do you connect? Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not, you're not, mm -hmm. you're not lying. You're not, doing things like you're just you're putting together the story mm -hmm. okay when you're when you're dealing with it when you're dealing with a client this is another question that came from sure. our, our our listeners viewers our audience um is how can you when you're when you're engaging with a client how do you come up with um the perfect topics for the client um yeah well what we would do is come up uh first off uh, have brainstorms um with the client, you know, see things from their point of view. A lot of times uh, the questions that they're getting, they're getting in their sales meetings. Um, and, and how are they answering those questions? Right. You know, because those we, I like to say it's, well, why do you matter? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what can you do that your customer or, or your partner couldn't do before? What, could, mm -hmm. what, why do you matter to the problem? Why are right. you the solution? Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we dive down to try to figure that out. And it could be something as simple that, um, you know, lots of time we, we hear, oh, well, you know, we integrate better. Well, what does that mean? Right. Uh, really try, trying to dive down to simplify. And what I like to say, because I worked with, I work with a lot of uh, heavy, heavy technology companies is, you know, you get them in the room and, and, and they, they speak what they speak, which is great. But I'm saying you're talking to a different audience now. So I like to say to them, explain this to how you would explain it to to someone who's you know ten years old. How would you explain this? Right. Because then then let's let's build it up from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good point. Because uh, it, it, it a lot sometimes you're too close to a project when you're with you a company, and yep. it's hard. It's hard to kind of articulate exactly without using. I mean, I've talked to. I was talking to. Um, uh, a prospective client and I was asking them to explain their business to me and it was a, it was a very highly technical business and mm -hmm. they had no idea how to explain it to me 
and and it it's right there i'm kind of like oh that's a problem you know well and we help and we help them through um through key messaging training uh you know to to really find those few points that they can talk to and we help them develop that elevator pitch if you will yeah and it's it's really important to have that i especially you know because it's almost like you have to have like two different versions you need to have the 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 more um universal version and you can have the one to peer the peer right. version so to speak right right um so okay so another another one that we had is um oh press releases press releases anytime uh, that i talk about pr or is, is going to be something that's going to stand for press release <laughs> that's what i get all the time pr stands for press release right no, no. <laughs> Well, it's well. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that oh well, I, I I can I can just send it out. I mean, I've seen PR Newswire. I can just write something and just send it out. Um, but when when should you issue a press release? I've seen some. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone that's out there has seen a press release from a company every time that they move two steps to the left, they're releasing a new press release. Um, when, in your opinion, is a good time to issue one? In my opinion, there's, there's only really a few, and every if it's if it's not one of these, then it's a blog post or it's or it's a pitch or it's something else. Gotcha. You, know, you either have um, earnings, you're a publicly traded company, right? Momentum kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you have a new C level, and I stress C level executive, mm -hmm. a appointment. Um, you have a new product. You sign a new customer, or 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 you, or possibly you have a co-marketing deal with a partner, right? Or you've been acquired. Other than that, <laughs> mm -hmm. really, there's 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 no need um, to do a, a press release. In in my opinion, I know things that can be said in a blog, things that can be said uh, in a pitch. Um, there's various different ways to do things nowadays. You, you know, you do videos, you do, et cetera. It doesn't need to be a press release. I completely agree with you. And I think something that one delineation I'd like to make that's very key that I, I want everyone to understand is that a press release is not a pitch, it's a news release. And a pitch is actually, for example, if you are doing something at, at if you are, um, I don't know if you're if you are a business and you're doing something charitable and then and you want the news to come and cover it that's that's more of a pitch um that well, it, yeah that, both that, actually can it? Know, well that that could be a uh, what's called a media alert as well like who what when where etc mm -hmm. pitch is basically what i'm writing to you to help spark your interest right in speaking with someone or help spark your interest in attending an event or help spark your interest in my press release which is listed below <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how about another question from the audience? Um, what is one thing people might um, not know about PR that's important? Well, I kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. um, PR is it's PR is never the same day to day. Right. Yeah. PR is really twenty four seven. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is, you know, what could be hot this week is not next week. Right. Um, it, it's seen as old news. Um, also, what I want to stress is find out if you're a company out there, find out why you matter. 
to to your customers, to your, you know, um, to your target market. Because too many times, um, you know, you're all excited about a new product, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, you know, okay, great. What can your customer, what can whoever this is for do that they couldn't do before? Right. And in so many simple ways, because a lot of times you're so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Really, it's it's not a big deal, you know, or or, or how do we make it a big deal? <laughs> because yeah. we need to find out. Um, I think, though, PR is definitely. Um, it's gotten faster. Yes. Um, it's got it's changed a little bit in that. You know, sometimes um, as beats change and as media gets smaller and, and all those kind of things, yeah. you know, lots of times, you know, they they need the news. They need what's mm-hmm. newsworthy. They don't have the time to do, you know, briefings like they used to do and just kind of inf- informational. Um, right. Really, you know, know what they're writing. Know what they're writing. I can't stress that enough. Read <laughs> what they're writing. Be aware of what they're writing. Uh, there's no way, there's no secret sauce. Um, if you have something that is of interest to them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you packaged it nicely and you've done your homework on them and, it's, and you know, um, you're, you're aware of what they're writing, you're aware of what their style is, you have, you have a better chance than saying, you know, Okay, I wrote my pitch. Let me throw it out to everybody. Let's right. see if what comes back. Let's cast the net because that's not, and that does nothing for you either because you're reaching publications or you're reaching your targets that really might not uh, have an impact on who you are trying to reach. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's something else, like, kind of like a follow up to one of the points you made about how fast things are moving. Um, one of the one of the things I feel like is a bit of a misconception, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not the PR expert by any means um, here. The I think because everything is moving so fast, clients tend to think that the results will come faster in terms of placements, in terms of anything, and that that is not the case. Like, what? How do you how do you kind of mitigate a client's expectations in terms of placements? Yeah. So. When I say things happen fast, things happen fast, but at the same time, things can be delayed. <laughs> so <laughs> where, let me give you an example where you can be in touch with a reporter and they have a tight deadline that they're working towards, or they might have uh, a publication that goes bi-monthly. It's not for this month, it's for the next month because right. they still got to get so ahead of themselves. And there's lots of times where you know, things pop up and they have to jump over what your story was right? because they're so timely with the press. But what I advise people is be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your, your PR practitioner will follow up, but it, it's like anything else. I mean, be, be patient. Um, you know, it will run. It, is you just, you know, you can't time, you know, oh, well, you, you need to run here because the pro- because this is coming out here and you need to tell them to run it there. No, that's not how it works. That's a good way for it to ruin yeah. a relationship. 
Yeah, it's 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 very true. You know, when you're when you're talking to when a client when if you were to give advice to somebody that was considering PR, and what sort of timeline would you suggest that they're if they're looking to um, uh, try to affect change in a certain month? Is there like a prep period that you would suggest, like a pre like a pre production type? Yeah, if, if you're trying, sure. If you're trying to do something, um, I would say your first month with someone new that you started working with, you should consider that a ramp up mm -hmm. for them to um, to really learn about your business. Um, you know, they might have the best. Anyone could have the right contacts for you. I mean, you could speak to me and. and I have great contacts in, you know, enterprise mobility. I have great contacts in cloud or whatnot. If, if you don't have the right story or I, we can't come up with the right story, it doesn't matter what I throw at them. They're not going to run. Yep. We need to find something that works for them. And you need to, any, any uh, PR practitioner can have the contacts. Um, the company we need to work with you to get your story. And, and, and I could say, you know, I can use examples just of my history where um, I didn't have experience in a certain field, but I had a great story. Mm. And, I, and I knew how to do it with a great story. And, and the results spoke for themselves where, you know, we, we, we got 20 pieces of coverage. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, yeah. you know, it, it's all about that. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think it's something else like just for anyone that's listening to kind of, uh, if you're considering PR or any, or hiring an agency in general to do any of your marketing, you can't expect them just to dive in head first and start something immediately. Yes. It's because if you think about any, any, just because we're experts mean that we have, you're going to an expert to help you out to execute something that is beyond your, your comfortability level, maybe even your bandwidth. Um, so understand that this is a new person that you're bringing in. If you bring in a new employee, even if you were to hire someone internally to be the head of marketing that would handle PR and whatever, um, they need to be padded. They need to be trained. They need to be completely, they need to understand the ins and outs of your right. business. Right. I don't, I don't think this, I mean, lots of times, and I shouldn't say lots of times, I say it every now and then. Yeah. It's expected that, oh, I have a PR practitioner and that somehow we have some special sauce that we just kind of go, you know, fairy dust and boom, there's the coverage yep. happens. That, that, that's not how it works. Well, it's the same thing on my end. And, 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 and I say to people, if, if you want guaranteed results, you know, get, cause I can't, you can't guarantee anything. I once had an acquisition happening for a client and Steve Jobs died. Mm. I, you, you can't guarantee anything. Yeah. Um, and if you want to guarantee, I, I, I advise them, okay, well, you know, let's talk about a paid program called advertising yeah. <laughs> or, or, or an advertorial or something like that. That's a, yeah, you know, or, or some type of pay for play because mm -hmm. that's, that's more, that's a different story though. Yeah, it is. And it's, it, it, it's, it's challenging to kind of just break the sad news that sometimes it does take a month to go into these hard topics and to do enough interviews with key staff members so you can mm -hmm. understand kind of like the ins and outs because that's a, even like just even for me because what I'm doing um, is mostly online. Mm -hmm. They they it's almost like we were given a manual as to how everything should do so we can just kind of just like okay new client let's put it through the sausage machine yeah. and it's not 
like that. Everybody, it's kind of like everyone's a unique snowflake in a snowstorm. Right. You know, um, it's trying to um, get to the gist because of course, anybody can jump on and do like a Mad Lib press release or a Mad Lib strategy where you just put right. it in different terms. Um, but that doesn't have any legs and that doesn't last or, or resonate with anybody. Right. Yeah, no, what, I, I agree. And, and again, you know, there's a ramp up period, but then, you know, you, you start to, you start to write things and you start to, to reach mm -hmm. out, you start to formulate the story. And really after that, it just starts to ramp up and, 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 and you, you go. And you might learn, you know what, this isn't working. We need to pivot. We need to do this. This, this isn't working. We need to do this. Oh, this worked. Let's keep going on that. You know, so there's various different things. And, and, I, and I stress, you know, really, it, you, you can't, you're not going to get, you know, you just signed up, you know, with, with the PR person. The next week, you're not getting the Wall Street Journal. You know, yes. that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean tomorrow, you know, tomorrow's the New York Times. That's not what this means. You know, oh my God, you're not going to get me on the Today Show next week? Oh right, my God, what am I paying you for? Exactly, right? <laughs> that, that's not how it is. But I'm not suggesting that can't be a goal. I'm not suggesting that can't be, you know, what you're working towards or striving towards. But, you know, again, it, it's going to take time. <laughs> of course. Yeah, totally makes sense. Okay, now, talking about stories and telling, telling your, your own story as a company, um, one a question that came up a few times is, what is the one question companies should be asking in order to tell their story? Um, I think, I think, in order to tell your story, I would really um, do a key messaging session and find out um, from various different SMEs or C-level uh, executives on what they think the story is mm. and you know through brainstorm come up with through that to make sure we're all in the same playing field right we're, we're, we're all in sync we're all telling the same story to come up really your key messaging and your in your elevator pitch um i think um i really think those kind of things are important um i really think you know finding out the key the three key messages along with the why do you matter what's what's the big um the, the big deal if you will um and if possible now i know this is difficult but if possible some type of third party reference mm -hmm. where you have a customer that is able to say yeah you know this is great this is what it did for us so you have an analyst that said this is why it's going to matter in the marketplace and you know that third party really is, is I think, uh, helpful to be able to give your story um, validity, if you will. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. The um, another question kind of that I get quite often is people will start asking about um, PR to me and just and I always refer out to you and, and the other people that are specialists and, and they, they will ask me this question. And it's kind of like, am I Am I too early for PR? Am I ready for PR? Mm -hmm. And it's and in your if you're if say someone out there is listening to this and they are a startup, mm -hmm. and when is a good time for them to start wrapping PR into their storyline? Well, well, to answer you, you might be too early. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. a good chance. I mean, the only way to really figure that out is is to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Any any. Uh, professional you know is going to tell you and be honest with you 
mm -hmm. because it does no good to them if you they say yeah no no you're you're great you're fine and then all of a sudden they can't do anything with it because you're too early yep <laughs> so i mean yeah. it's not you know it, it doesn't it, you know it does no one any good um i think they know their business i think if they are in stealth mode they mm -hmm. should start thinking about it um if they've gotten funding they should start thinking about it um if their product is ready to come to market they should definitely be <laughs> thinking yes. about it yeah. that's probably a good time mm -hmm. um i think you know there are um if you just there are times where um where you you know you might not have any customers you're trying to it's it's the old thing we're trying to attract customers but we have no customers mm -hmm. you know okay well what is was your solution do okay well who can we who right can on its behalf i mean you know I, I i joke around that you know um when companies say oh it's a you know it's the greatest thing you know ever about you know this and that and and i say well yeah i can tell you i'm the queen of england but you know <laughs> unless unless you agree with me no I'm, I'm not you know what i mean so yeah no it's a it, it's it's interesting because i think um it's good for people to understand that if you because people will come to me as well and say i want email marketing or i want a facebook campaign or i want to start doing a blog and if they're not ready i tell them that they're not ready so it, one it's thing honesty. it's all about honesty it is all about honesty. And I think that it's one, there's a slight misconception when you're dealing with an agency that we are like, woo, someone has business. We want to close it. It's we're interested to see if you're a good fit for us. And then we want to work with you based off of our expertise applying to your subject matter and your right. business. So right. that's why we're interested in working. Um, it's not necessarily that everyone is so desperate and they're going to close everything. Um, right. We will actually give you an honest opinion as to what we think. I mean, I've, we've had, um, I think in the last month I've told about four or four or five different people that I've talked to on the phone. You're not ready right now. You should probably focus on your investing your money in these things first. And then when you're done, let's come back and let's talk. Right. And, um, and they're usually shocked that I'm doing that. And it's, I'm saying, no, 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 I don't dislike you. I'm not like mad at you. I'm not trying to like fob you off on somebody else. Right. It's just, I want you to make a, a sound investment when you're ready. That's and, it. And some people need to do that. I mean, if, if people have, Oh, this is a really good, really good question for you because I get this too. Um, do you need to have a company website in order to execute a PR strategy? Do you need it? No. Does it help? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because the number one thing someone, uh, number one thing someone's going to do is, you know, if I send a pitch to someone, what's the first thing they do? They're going to go to the website, <laughs> right? So I mean, yeah, have one. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's <laughs> even if it's just a one pager or something, just having right. anything that um, any sort of presence is useful. And also, if you're going to be doing PR, you're going to be building up the SEO and, and incoming links, inbound links. To yeah, that's important to include all that in, in, in your pitches and your press release and your, your key messaging and everything. So yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. it's very key. Um, before we, we sign off, um, Patrick, is there anything else in terms of PR that you feel like, what, like, is there like a, a misconception that you think people that you think people have out there that you would I, like I, to clear up? Yeah, I, well, I, it's not a misconception, but we, we are not, I would say that a lot of times people think of PR as advertising, people think it's PR as marketing, people think it's PR as all, all those kind of things. Yep. It, it, it's not. 
it's not. <laughs> um, I think, you know, what PR can do is really help script the narrative um, and really help your, help your brand matter, um, really help um, create visibility for your brand, um, really that, that human to human connection we all have with brands, mm -hmm. that, that, that's what PR does. Mm -hmm. um, and where, um, you know, we, um, we're definitely a different breed. Uh, we, uh, we are, feel that it's very important, um, to get the story right. And, and to, to, we, we're passionate about what we do. Mm -hmm. We're very, very passionate. Um, you know, we have great stories of, um, you know, events we put on great stories of companies we've helped get sold great stories of companies we help, um, you know, become, help become public. I mean, it's, it's, if someone's, I don't know, in your, in your networks ever thinking about, you know, a, something, you know, they might want to do. I mean, this is a, this is a great, great career. And, and really it's, it's a career that's always changing. I mean, yeah. I would have thought back, as you know, uh, you know, when Twitter launched that Twitter would become that big uh, of something. And now, now you have different social media platforms where, PR needs to be integrated where it be, you know, TikTok or where it be Instagram or, you know, Facebook's kind of, you know, slip, slip past a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago, I can remember opening up a book called Vacant <laughs> and, and, and looking for my reporters contact information. Yep. I, I can remember clipping out stories in the newspaper that my clients were in and measuring them. Mm -hmm. Uh, much like you do with advertising. Yeah. So it's come a long way and I'm really excited to see where it keeps going. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's what's so exciting about both of our industries is that it's a surprise every day when you come, when you wake up, it's kind of, what ride am I going to be on today? Sometimes it's the same ride and sometimes it's a completely different ride. Right, that you right, didn't right. expect. Um, no, and I, and I think that's, I think that's cool. I think that's exciting. I think it's- Me too. There's, there's nothing like um, waking up and getting that notification that, you, you know, the article that your client was quoted in ran. And there's nothing like being able to send that over and being excited and, oh, yeah. uh, and really monitoring, you know, Twitter, seeing all the tweets come in about it, um, you know, really, and, and to know that you played an important role in that. You know, that's, oh, yeah. it, 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 it's, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, my boss is going to, it's wicked cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's wicked cool. So. Okay. I have, a, I have, a, I have kind of like a, a final shot answer. Yeah. Um, this yep. is, this is something I think it's kind of, I, I definitely think as an expert that you can speak to um, when somebody is going to uh, a PR agency, mm -hmm. um, what are the things that they should look for um, in terms of, vetting the PR agency? What are, what are some important things that they can yeah, look for? Well, they, they, I mean, it's like any interview. They should look to see if they're a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, and really, uh, and what that means is, you know, how do they, how do they know your business or how do they know your industry or um, are they a good fit, you know, personality-wise? Because that, that happens too. Yeah, that's important. Um, it's all important. I, I think, um, 
you know, obviously cost is going to be a concern. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a larger budget, you can definitely do more. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you have a smaller budget, okay, you, you, you might have to pick up some of the, some of the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think, uh, you know, there, there are lots of good agencies out there. Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of great agencies. And, um, I, I think, you know, talk to them, mm-hmm. just, just talk to them. They'll, they'll be up front with you. I think, um, you know, they're, they're, they're really there to help and they're, they're really, they're really great at their jobs. Yeah. And I think that that's the point. I think the point is talk with them, yep. go have a two-way communication, make I, sure, I, you know, I, I, one, one of the things I've seen a lot of times is, um, and this is where I will really slow down the, the sales process or the just kind of like the discovery phase of the call when they say, Hey, my boss said I have to do Facebook. Um, so I have like $1,500. Can you do it? Mm-hmm. One minute. So uh, let's learn a little bit about more about you as Facebook where right. you need to be. And, and kind right. of like, if someone's really just to take your money, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a challenge. I think having those conversations and asking questions so you feel comfortable, it you is. don't need to know everything, just yeah. feel comfortable and, and yeah. be a part of the process. And I'll be honest with you, Christopher. I, I, I joke around. I'll talk to anyone. Yep. It's, I'll talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's the only way you're going to find anything out. <laughs> so. No, it's, it's, and it's totally true. And I think that just having that open communication and being able to get clued in uh, as to how it's going to work for your business is really important. Because um, I like, I, I kind of, I'm really big on like being a, almost a collaborating with the client. And sometimes that can be a little bit of a dirty word, um, a dirty <laughs> term, because they will feel, oh, collaborating. No, I'm, I'm, I'm paying you to do it. And it's like, well, hold on. Right. Right. But, but, but that's a good point. I mean, we see ourselves as extensions of your marketing team. Absolutely. That's, that's how we, that's how we approach things. You know, if it's good for you, it's good for us. Um, you know, we are an extension of our marketing teams and that works because a lot of the times, you know, it gives us the ability to be, you know, really be embedded in their business, you know, in what's going on. Um, 